Yeah, it's the Sound Advice crew. You know what to do. We done with season one. Now it's time for season two. Let's Ooh. go. Let's <laughs> go. Bar. Nah, I was on the spot. So that I, was good. Hey, that was pretty I good. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You know, I got bars. Do EP's yeah. coming out this semester, so look yeah. out for it. Look out for it. Uh-oh. I won't, but okay. <laughs> great, great. Anyways, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Kirsten. I'm Kelsey. And I'm your boy, Marcus. And we are Sound Advice, woo, uh, the woo. podcast that gives you all sorts of advice on all sorts of topics. So, um, why don't we go ahead and recap our summers real quick? No. Okay. Just kidding. What did you do this summer, Kirsten? Now, let's start with someone else. Okay. Uh, what did you do, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, that's the first, best person to start with because you know I didn't do nothing. Okay. Uh, what did I actually do this summer? I took some classes. Uh, I think something that's really worth noting is that we did not go skydiving. That's true. Will we ever, though? We better go skydiving. I'm so hype about that. It's a cliffhanger for all our sound advice. Literally. I mean, this is not even right. I've been trying to go skydiving for so long. Kelsey, you got me hype. I know. And now that you got me hype, you cannot just leave me hanging like that. I'm, I'm trying to go skydiving. Me and Anthony were talking yesterday to a bunch of like people in the skydiving club uh, at UF. And they were like, you should go skydiving. And I was like, yeah, I want to. Yo, but speaking of Anthony, yo, shout out to Anthony in the studio right now. <laughs> He's our famous listener. Yeah, our sound advice him. guest for today. He's covering his face in shame. We are doing it big. Start of season two. Already got a guest on the show. Probably so. never listened to an episode, but it's okay. If you want to buy tickets to see a live taping, you can uh, purchase that on our Facebook page. Hey, give us a quick shout, Anthony. Say what's up. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Yo, he's in here. He's in here. That was good. So but what'd yeah, you what'd you do then? I took, took some, some classes. classes. I uh, took two classes at my uh, at Florida Gulf Coast University. Oh. So that was cool. I also um, I went to Georgia for a little bit. Because I have some family up in Georgia. True. Went to Tally for a little bit to see a buddy. But besides that, I mean, summer was so boring. I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just so glad to be back in Gainesville. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm just so happy. I'm very happy to be back. What about y'all? What'd you do, nice. Kelsey? Um, I, I also did a lot of nothing. But I did some stuff. I went to Canada. That was pretty cool. I went hey. for my uncle's wedding. And it was very cold. It was a lot of sightseeing. It was very pretty up there. Like, I was very surprised. Um, is your uncle Canadian? His wife, who he was marrying, is Canadian. So oh. she was trying to get that citizenship. You <laughs> cannot say that on the podcast. It's true. It's true. I, I don't think there's any shame in it either. Hey, hey, um, you got to do what you got to do, It man. was also his fifth wedding, so. <laughs> hey, we don't judge here at Sound of Yeah, yeah. Marry as many times as you want. Um, and then I, the coolest thing I did, I got a position on a short film. Um, like a professional short film with people from L.A. Okay, okay. Um, and so the I was supposed to be the camera operator, right? So the first day I got there, I was camera operator. We worked for like so many hours, like we went overtime. It was like sunrise before we left. Um, and then the second day I had to go back like just like two hours later. Like I had two hours of sleep. Um, but that day the director of photography got sick and I was pretty much the next in line. So I got to take over as director of photography on a professional short film. Dang, girl. About to say. A what? big role, if you don't know what director of photography it, is. Yeah, it was. Especially for like people who didn't know me beforehand and for people who worked in the industry. They were just like, okay, we're going to trust this uh, 21-year-old girl to basically handle every shot in the film. Yeah, so that's that wild. Cool. Is there a way like we can check out the film? Uh, it's not. It's being edited right now. It's not done yet. It's a short film. Um, but it was pretty cool. Sweet. But in the right. future, you're going to tell us where it is, correct? Yeah. And we'll throw some links on there for you guys so you guys can check it out, too. Probably not do that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably forget. No, for real. We got to remember. Make it happen. Okay. Yeah. I had a productive summer. What about you, Productive, Kirsten as in production. 
Um, as I said before, we left, studied abroad in Berlin. That was very fun. Um, I mean, I bet. Like, what was Berlin like? It was just, like, I wish I could live there. It was just a very nice place to be. Um, I felt very safe, even walking around at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning. Because their gun policy is, like, very different from ours. The cops don't have guns, and most people don't own them. Um, so that was just something I felt, like, I noticed I was pretty, I felt safe. And then it was cool because I had, for the project, I had to meet someone that lived there and do a photo story on them. So I just had to, like, trust my gut and meet someone online. And then he was actually this guy from Ireland. He was, like, 23. And he moved there after being an engineer to to commit his life to coffee because he's, like, in love with coffee. That's so crazy to me. Yeah, he literally, like, stopped doing his uh, engineering degree to... Do coffee. So, <laughs> I mean, what does he plan on doing with the coffee? Like, is he going? He literally to, um... just loves coffee, and like, he just wants to be a barista, basically. And um, there's, I mean, honestly, there is kind of a lot to coffee. There's just like a very all the be- different beans and all that stuff. Like, right, right. People are really into it. So, yeah. And uh, what is he giving up for that? Engineering. Okay. He might go back to it. Though, you know, so. Irish. <laughs> well, uh, good luck to that brother. And also, Berlin's really cool because it's like. Um, Population-wise, it's very diverse. It's, like, the most diverse city in the world. Isn't it very, like, liberal almost? Very liberal, very chill, very laid back. That's cool. Pretty cheap. So the food was really cheap. Like, every meal was, like, under $7. Dang. And you oh, get no. a lot of food. It was crazy. And you don't now get a tip, right? I can vibe with. Yeah, you don't get a tip either. Nice. What? Perfect for Marcus. Yeah, that sounds like my kind of place. Why have I not gone? Like, sure, why God. am I not there right now? The only thing is, like, if you're into, like, soda or something, like, if you buy a soda... Um, it'll just like usually come in a small glass with no ice and like that's all you get. You don't get refills for free. Didn't you say there was like no water? Yeah, there was tap water really wasn't a thing. And you're kind of looked down upon if you ask for tap water because the word tap. So you would have to buy like bottles of water. Heck nah, that's not that's not going to happen. Man. It was weird. Nah. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And then I did. Um, I was a photographer for a summer camp in Maine, which was very nice. Lived in a cabin. Just got back. Two weeks ago? Three, I guess three weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm tired. Senior year is already uh, not so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that sounds cool, though. Tell but me y'all did. We all, we all back. We all in action. We all sound in advice. And oh, yeah. We trying. But, uh, speaking of studying abroad. Speaking of studying This is going to segue into our first segment, which is actually about studying abroad. So this is things we wish we knew prior to studying abroad. If I can say that another time. Study abroad. Uh, boo. One but more time for dramatic effect. Study abroad. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Kirsten, uh, what did you wish you knew prior to going? Well, I think you have to understand what studying abroad is. It's not for everyone. Um, a lot of people have the argument that they would rather visit a country themselves and not have to do work or be tied to a school, which I totally um, agree with. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it was like just an opportunity that like came up quickly. And it was something I've kind of considered and I don't think I would go to Germany just as vac- you know as a trip by myself and like actually plan that out because I I like thinking of ideas of like going places but like to actually plan it out and have the money for it is a lot. So for this like all the package and stuff came with the money that I paid for it. So I thought that was nice. Right. But things I wish I knew prior to is that you really should budget before you go on a trip because exchange rates are different everywhere you go. And for some reason we all think well. I thought that, like, American money usually, for the most part, would be pretty similar. And it's not. And, I mean, in Germany it is, but, like, most um, places in Europe, 
are now their currency is worth more than ours, so ours takes more of our currency to equal theirs. So in other words, you got to be balling if you're trying to go anywhere. Well, Europe. the trip itself, say for study abroad, like you'll pay obviously with your school, but once you get there, money to spend on food and souvenirs and stuff, it has to obviously be converted to like, for example, euros, and that'll cost you more American dollars than it's worth in euros. Yeah, when I went to Canada, this isn't studying abroad, but like yeah. we had, like I went to a casino and I like I was like a high roller in blackjack, um, but I won like I think it was like eighty bucks, which isn't even high roller, but whatever. Um, nah, that's impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went to go exchange it because I was like, nice, I got like 80 Canadian dollars. Right. And when I got back to the U.S., it was like 50 bucks, which like is still nice. But the comparison between like 80 and like 50 is kind of sad. And it's more than you think because if it's like a dollar to say like a dollar seven, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's not too bad. But it really adds up. So, for example, on one of my closer to the last days, like I was like running out of euros to spend on stuff mm-hmm. and I really want to get souvenirs. So I had American money to convert. And I think I was like 150 and I got maybe 100 back which sucked like 100 euros back from <laughs> yeah. that which was like painful and they also like charged for you to yeah. so i'm just saying before you go on the trip you should definitely like exchange your money while you're here at banks they usually they won't charge for it if you go to a bank here um into euros or pounds or whatever you need yeah, Wait, i didn't know you could do that that's kind of cool if you don't use atms or like airport exchange yeah things because they will charge you to exchange your money and it's not great so do go to a bank yep any bank basically any bank um uh, i think so you can call ahead and see if they do it and also, they even charge if it's not your bank that you actually go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so try and go to your own bank. And if you can't, exchange rate isn't too bad in terms of what they charge. But it'll it'll be a lot better than airports. Definitely. Okay. And make sure you have a plan on how you're getting back home. So a lot of people will buy their flight wherever they're going and then kind of say, oh, while well, I'm there, I'll buy my flight home and then worry about it then. Which is fine if you're going for a long time. Like mine was only a two week trip, and some are like a few months, so that's understandable. But a lot of people were worrying. They were gonna. They were saying, "Oh, I'll just travel after and see what happens." And they didn't really buy any tickets until later, and they were in a like they were very stressed about it, and they didn't end up wanting to travel after. So it was this big ordeal. So I would say, look at like your summer. If you have time to travel after, do that. Buy all that stuff before beforehand. And um, if you're not and you're going back home, make sure you get your ticket back home. And make sure it's at a reasonable time. I got into Miami at like, I don't know, seven, seven, and I got into Alcala at like one in the morning. So that wasn't ideal at all. But um, did so you have to do the driving yourself? So I actually took a bus to Miami, which is six hours, and then flew to Berlin, which is nine, and then you took a bus back. Sorry, I when I landed on Miami, I had to take a bus back to Ocala, which is another six hours after I traveled like thirteen hours. <laughs> I mean, so. that's rough, but at least you weren't driving, so, like... Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too bad, but... But also, it was, like, two more extra hours than it would have been if I just drove to Miami, because, like, the bus will stop in places. Like, the bus is, takes longer than a car trip. Right, mm-hmm. right, of course. I do think it's smart to always kind of try to buy a round-trip ticket. Like, unless you're going somewhere permanently, that should kind of be, like, a general kind of rule. Something Like, sometimes it can be more expensive, but I do think it's smart. Like, if you're going someplace, make sure you can get back easily. Yeah, because a lot of times one-ways are cheaper, and then, so that's understandable, like, mm-hmm. you buy two one-ways, but, like, I, I'm a fan of round trip just so I don't have to worry about it, and, like, I know I'm going home because right. I just like the plane and stuff. Definitely. All right, so definitely your phone thing, you, like, anything about your phone overseas is an issue, and it's really annoying to think about, and I didn't even want to deal with it before I left, but I had to. Um, make sure you get an overseas, uh, what is it, plan, Um some people, it was like, I don't know, 
like hundred uh, ten bucks a day for data, but I didn't need. I was like, I'm only here two weeks. I'm not gonna really need my data. So I think it was a hundred bucks for like the whole month. Um, and that worked out for, fine for me because our hotel had Wi-Fi. And I think you should just be comfortable with like disconnecting a little bit and realizing like you can't text people. And obviously, there's different apps you can use like WhatsApp or uh, Facebook Messenger was a big one for me. Kick. Kick. Sure. No one uses that anymore. <laughs> Um, but even when I went to Canada, there's some plans, like I know I have T-Mobile mm-hmm. and T-Mobile like lets you do international like calling and texting, depending on like, what your plan is, I guess. But yeah, I would definitely look into what your plan is and see if you have to like charge something. Cause yeah. Cause otherwise it can get very expensive if you don't, yeah. if you use your data on accident and you turn it on mm-hmm. an accident, they literally will charge you and they don't care. So yep. it's and those it roaming like, fees, right? Yeah. yeah. So it could be like hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah. You'll be out here spending, you know, everything that you're supposed to spend on studying abroad. On your phone. Yep. <laughs> That's so true. And also a weird thing is when I got back to the U.S., like, I flew back down. I was, like, excited to land because I was like, oh, all these texts are going to come in because, like, I've been gone for so long. And, like, none of them did. And I, like, no, people did text me. Is Uh-huh. <laughs> but be careful. Like, don't expect, don't, you're going to miss messages. If you're gone for a, too long of a period, your phone just will not send them back to you. And they won't be recovered. So make sure you tell people, like, hey, don't text me on my number. Like, message me somewhere else. Kirsten got to. lonely, man. She felt so bad. She got home. It was no two text. weeks. There's... Okay, listen. I can picture her just, like, opening her phone. Like, yes, all these things are going to come in. And then That's like, everyone. That's not just A me. single tear rolls down her face. Listen. No, I totally understand. That would have been the exact <laughs> yeah, same way. Same. Yeah, you're like, ooh, this is cool. Like, haven't used my phone in so long. True. Like, um, yeah, you know, who's been hitting me up? Wow. <laughs> I, see how, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's good to know, right though. Now right now okay i'm gonna shorten this a little because i'm sorry i'm taking a little bit wow. but um uh this isn't probably i don't think this is like a surprise but locals will try and scam you when you're there um and especially if you act american like i personally didn't feel like i was but i was on the cab ride home from the airport i was with two girls who were like very american acting <laughs> like they're very loud which is not a bad thing but in a different country like puts your the spotlight on you they were very loud they were talking about america a lot like to the cab driver whatever we get out of the cab so before this our professor says hey your cab ride should be probably be about 30 euros so we're like okay that's not bad we get out of the cab on our hotel he says 170 and we're like, Woo! we look homies at each other we're like here. what homies out here so i thought he said 70 which i still knew was ridiculous and i was really angry about it because it's like, I only brought, like, 200 euro because it was, was like two the, weeks. That was the bus driver who said that? A taxi driver. Taxi driver. Yeah. And he was talking so much about America and all this. Like, he definitely knew what he was doing. Um, so, I thought he said 70, and I was like, that's still outrageous, but you know what? 70, we're just going to pay it and move on because mm-hmm. everyone's waiting for us. So, we give him 70 between the three of us. He says, no, 170. And yes. then you said? I said, nope. Hey, Did you, you actually say I, I said I said no. And then we just walked away because, like, I was not paying. Yeah, he's a cab driver. Is, he can't do anything. Yeah, first off, he's police. a cab driver. And then the second thing is. He knows he ripped me off. Yeah, if he, he knows he's ripping you off, I mean, what's he going to do? I mean, just but, be like, but what if, like, Kirsten had like some error? Like, she didn't know the currency. And she was like, 170. That sounds like a lot. No. Like, she could have been in the wrong. Like, you're not saying you were. Yeah, but, you, you but could that's have what messed yeah, up. Yeah, My no, tip here, so though, is, like, you need to look into this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like, let somebody who understands tell you about it first, right? Exactly. Talk to people who have been abroad. Maybe you'll find someone who's been who lives there. Just because people are very friendly online, they'll like talk to you if they live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you know, for example, how many miles in a taxi it would take you, how many euros that's going to be. Because yep. they will try and rip you off, and they'll act like they're not. And I'm not saying that's everyone, but like a it's lot a lot of people. Yeah, and especially America now, like people don't really like Americans, so <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> 
Also, in terms of scams, like, I always think of, like, Taken, where the girls, like, visit abroad and they literally get, like, stolen because they're like, oh, here's, like, a local thing you can go to or, like, get in my cab and, like, the girls get sold into the sex slave trade. And it's very scary. So, like, you have to be careful, too, about those kinds of scams because, like, you never know who's, you know, around who's going to take you. And and people, if they know you're foreign, Mm -hmm. they're going to take more advantage of you. So, for example, a real quick story, for example... It's weird when you go out there, you know, like here, like you'll, or like, for example, Miami, you wear heels and like nice stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you go out in Berlin, it's like, you're supposed to wear all black and like tennis shoes. That's just like a thing. And then a couple of girls on my trip, they were wearing like heels and like these tight black dresses. And so they really stood out when they're wearing heels because literally no one else did. And so like a lot of people like approached them or were weird to them. And then um, on the train, these guys, it was like them and only these guys. And these guys like kept coming closer to them. And they finally just got off at a random sort of stop in the middle of the night because they were so freaked out. That's so, scary. like, just be aware of your surroundings. Like, you don't have to go out in a different country to, like, experience it. And keep that 9 millimeter on you at all times. Nope. No. No. Different right, countries ladies? do not let you do that. <laughs> yeah, true. Only in America. And just one other thing I'm going to say is don't don't try not to go to too many tourist traps. Like, obviously, like... For some places, it's just like you want to see it, and that's that's totally fine. But a lot of places are just very crowded and overpriced for what they are because people know. Um, and for example, our teacher, he grew up there, so he knew of like cool spots. And we go to a lot of spots that there weren't a lot of people, or a lot of people didn't know about them. So I think just trying to look into stuff before you go about like places that aren't as popular is a cool mm-hmm. idea. And then you don't have to spend as much money or like go through crowds and stuff. And so yeah, if you're gonna study abroad, I just say enjoy yourself. Do it if you can, because I think it's very much worth it. And just research a lot. That's fair. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Appreciate it, Clark. Yeah, yes. you. Coming in clutch with the sound advice. Yes. Sound advice. Always. That's the first segment, baby, of season two. What, what? you mean, season man? Season two. Season two. <laughs> first segment, done. Kelsey's last season, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't bring that up. I totally forgot. Oh, Wait, my God. My last season. What about it? It's my last season. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Miss Kelsey Bono will be graduating this semester. That's true. And um, I know you'll all miss me. Man, you got me messed Sorry. up, Kelsey. Nah, well, you got to bring that up. Nah, I just, I just wanted to alert the viewers, the listeners. Gosh, I'm just kidding. They won't miss me. You'll replace me. Oh, with shush. Somebody. Nah, we got the replacement right here. We got <laughs> Anthony in the studio just... right here. <laughs> nah, like ain't nobody dead. can replace you, Kelsey. He's nobody dead can quiet. replace you. Well, anyway. Right. After you, you know, just totally. Yeah, I brought down the mood. You know, just Let's destroy continue. the mood. Let's keep going. <laughs> segment two. Yes. <laughs> All right. Segment two is tips appreciated. Mm-hmm. And the tip for today is how to buy a car. So you know, if you're trying to study abroad or <laughs> you're trying to, if you're trying to go traveling, if you're trying to scam some tourist with your car. <laughs> Anywhere you want to go, you're gonna need a vehicle, right? So let's say you need a car, which is actually interesting because um, a lot of my friends have been talking about buying a car. I think two of my friends have been talking about it just recently, and one of them actually just bought a car. So I guess the first tip I would say is uh, pick a car in your price range that you like. It's interesting because, I mean, when I was thinking about getting a car, the first thing I was thinking, okay, let me get the cheapest car possible because, you know, I'm just trying not to spend any money. Mm. I'm trying to save as much money as possible. But then if I'm riding around in a car that I don't like, I mean, I'm going to regret it. So at the same time, so pick a car that's like in your price range that you also like. So make sure it's something that you, you know, are aesthetically pleased with. Um, I can feel that, but also 
I feel like some people are really picky and like every car they like is like a BMW or something. And those people need to tone it down. Like if you're like that, <laughs> like yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah. be reasonable. Like if, especially if you're our age, like I feel like a lot of people aren't buying a car, but I guess if they are like, yeah, you have to like budget it. You have to make sure you can make your payments. Like that's super important. So like, yeah, if you. Yeah. Keyword in your price range. Yes. So, you know, you might love the Beamer, you know? I, I can't I can't blame you. You know, I love the Beamer. I love the Mercedes, but you know, yeah, that bank account though. Yeah, but you gotta be reasonable. Like you can find aspects of the car that you like in cheaper cars. Exactly. You know, you say, Hey, I can only pay for maybe ten grand, right? And you just look at the you look at the Nissans, you know, you look at the Mazdas, you know, you look at the the Volkswagen. Wait, are Volkswagens cheap? Depends. Mm. I feel like no for the most <laughs> wow, part. Wow, <laughs> y'all are insane. Okay. But for the most part, they're pretty expensive. You know, well, you look at the Hyundai, you know, you look at the Honda. The Kia. Yeah, the Kia. Kias are actually they're really cheap. Yeah, I, they're I cheap and they're good quality. Ago. Yep. But yeah, I think like, don't act like you can pay it off in the future and expect yourself to if it's really expensive. Because mm-hmm. I think in the future, you're going to really hate yourself for that. And you're going to have other expenses and just stuff you didn't expect to happen. So I don't think you should... You're, you know, it's your first car. It doesn't have to be their car for the rest of your life. You can, you want it for a long time, you know, let to make it last. But, like, don't expect too much from yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, when you're going to buy the car, next tip would be make sure you have a price in mind. So, let's say you want to spend no more than, let's say, 15 grand on a car. Mm-hmm. That's your price. So, you do not want to go into the dealership and let the dealer talk you into, I mean, getting something that's more than that. So... Have, make sure you have a price in mind before you even get there. So, because, I mean, it's easy to get kind of caught up. And, you know, you see the car that you were looking at, and then the dealer's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, 19 grand or something like that. And then you just get caught up. You're like, oh, that's not too bad. But if you already have a price in range or in mind, then you'll say, okay, I can't handle that. Or you'll say, let's negotiate, you know? And I feel like car salesmen, especially, are like known for being really skeevy people. And they will be. So you got to be prepared for that and like, Make sure you're ready to kind of haggle with them and, like, say no. Like, that's the best thing you can do. Because they don't care about, like, your safety if they're like, oh, you really need, like, these extra seatbelts or whatever it is. Like, they don't care about that. They're just trying to make a commission. So it's like, if you walk out, they just want you to make a purchase because they're going to get paid for that. So if you, like, threaten to walk out or something, like, that's good. Like, you need to be very forceful with them because they will try to scam you. Yeah, Kelsey's got a point there. Um, I think learning to negotiate is a huge thing because you can get a really good deal if you actually learn how to negotiate mm-hmm. and like they're desperate to sell a car yep. at that time. Um, so really just learn that skill um, and go in there confident and not like, oh, well, maybe this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because they're going to lead you wherever they want. And you're if they think you're going to believe it, they they'll just sell it to you. Yep. Yeah, you guys hit like my most important points. Good <laughs> job. But yeah, I mean, definitely negotiation is pretty much the most important part about buying a car. Or a house or anything in which the price is not set. So if there's anything where you can actually negotiate, I mean, obviously, negotiation is really important. So just make sure you know how to negotiate. I mean, I can't really give you tips on exactly how to negotiate. But, you know, good starting points are to already have a price in mind and to lowball. So, for example, you say, hey, I want to spend 15 grand on a car. And then they say, "Okay, we're going to give you this car for, let's say, you know, 18 grand. You want to lowball even lower than the price that you have in mind so that they will meet you somewhere in the middle towards the price that you want. Yep. So you might say something like, oh, well, I'll pay 12 grand for it. And they'll say, oh, okay, well, you know, what about 15 grand? 
And then, you know, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that, I guess we can do that. You know, I guess we can yeah. do that. And that's exactly the price that you were trying to get. So it works out. But you, at the same time, you have to know how to do it. So you can't lowball say, you know, I want it for 50 cents, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not gonna, they're going to say, get out of here, you know. Really? <laughs> but speaking of get out of here, yeah, uh, Kelsey, you said something about that. Don't be afraid to walk away. Yeah. Um, I believe it was my father was talking to his father, so my grandpa. <laughs> And then my grandfather told my dad, he said, hey, like when you're buying a car, if the price isn't right, don't be afraid to walk away. Like if there's ever a time where you can say, hey, like I can't afford this, do not stay. Just leave. Yeah. You know, and leaving first off will save you a whole lot of money. And then second off, it'll force them to negotiate even more. So, you know, as a dealer, you don't want to lose money by the customer leaving. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you say, hey, I'm willing to leave and you actually are willing to leave then they'll be able to negotiate a little bit more. Yeah, and even just like, again, just saying no to even smaller things, like not necessarily walking out, but like if they're like, hey, do you want this extra feature? Just be like, no, and they will try to talk you into it. Just be like, no, like stand your ground. Like if you don't need something, don't get it. Don't let them like sway you into thinking you need it. Yeah, ask how much features cost because that's important. I mean, no feature, I mean virtually no feature, I don't know any, is free. Mm -hmm. So always ask how much the features are going to cost you and how much extra it'll be. I mean, some features are really cool, so I don't blame you if you want them. But, I mean, as long as the car comes with a seatbelt, I mean, you're okay. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> no engine, be. just a seatbelt. Yeah, and there are, I mean, you can do some dirty tactics. I mean, I've, I've heard of a couple. Like, an example would be to, you know, I guess lie that you went to this other company and say that, hey, they offered this car for this price, which is, like, I guess very reasonable. And then, you know, you say, hey, I just came here to see if you would give me a better one. And if not, I'll just leave, you know? Mm-hmm. That could definitely have an effect on the dealer. Definitely. Now, of course, you know it could backfire, and they'll say, "Oh, we'll just go get it there." <laughs> True. You know, and you you might you might be at a crossroads. But I mean, at the same time, like I said, they don't want to lose a deal. So if you're there at the dealership, they're gonna try to get you to buy a car. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can use that to your advantage. Yeah, they want to make the sale. So you're you have the upper hand in the situation, no matter what. That's you true. Think. Yeah, it's your money. Use it when you need it. Yeah. And so I think one more thing would be to um, understand that, I guess, after you're paying for a car, unless you're paying for it cash, right? Mm -hmm. If you're paying for a car and any kind of credit where you're paying like monthly fees, understand that, I guess, when you have a couple years left of paying, that the car is really yours. Like you've already paid for the car. At that point, you're just paying for insurance, right? So I'd say at that point, like just keep the car for a little bit longer. Like don't, don't trade it in for another one, even if you really want another one. Unless yours is just really acting up. Yeah, I, I think you should keep your car as long as possible. See, this is interesting because my sister, my oldest sister, she gets a new car like every five months. And they're always really expensive Does she lease cars. them? I don't know. I don't she probably think leases so. them. I don't think she does. But I have no idea. But it's very sketchy. Because <laughs> leasing would be the only thing that like makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I think she just trades them in, but I don't know how that works. But I mean, chances are crazy. like if she trades them in, then you know you just trade in the car. You get, I guess... A certain amount of whatever the car is worth off of the new car that you get and then you just keep paying for the other car i guess but it still feels like you're losing money oh you're certainly losing money yeah Yeah. definitely losing money i don't know how she does it but she does but i mean hey homegirl's getting them cars though yeah but she got a beamer no they always look the same (laughs) what kind of car is it though change it up um i I don't know i don't know that's weird they get the same then why even bother i don't know it's always like a sleek car for me like if you're buying a car i think you should go like funky like get a different color car. Like I, you guys hate when you're in traffic and like all the cars are like black, white, silver. 
Like, I hate that. Like, it's so dreary to me. It's so, like, corporate. I never really thought about it. I never thought about it every time I'm on the road. I'm like, I need color. Like, why aren't people colorful? I never thought about that in my life. I have seen a hot pink car. And I mean, not, it was, no, I hated that. Maybe yours was, maybe the one that you saw was nicer because the one that I saw, I mean, it looked like it was spray painted. That's, yeah. Well, some cars are like I mean, it looked ratchet. I was like, no way. This guy needs to be ashamed of himself. But, um, I mean, I think that vibrant colors are cool and it really does add, you know, life to, to the vehicle. I don't think it adds any extra cost to the car, right? No. Yeah. Unless you're getting some crazy colors that the car doesn't usually come in. But this isn't even related. It's just personal observation. Yeah. So. As a as a youngin, you know, as a millennial, you know, you might want to get the different colored car, and we ain't we're all about that here at Sound Advice. But if you're that guy who likes the black car, you know, we're not bashing you. you I know? hate you. <laughs> we're not bashing you. You're making my life. Hey, boring. the black car is what's up. It's clean. It's sleek. You know? I got a silver car. Hey, I think everyone here has a bland color car besides me. What? I got that. Cute, also, I got that sleek a lot of places thing. don't have yeah, options yeah. like. A lot of places don't have options for colors. You just which is why I said different This is why I said it. Don't be afraid to walk away. True. <laughs> yeah, but there's only so many lots you can go to. No, I don't. Know. No, it's just silly thing. It is. I, I just I, I need color in my life. Yeah, Kelsey. She needs to be vibrant. She needs to keep it vibrant. I do. All right. Well, now you know. If you ever need to buy a car, those are your tips. Brought to you by yours truly, the man of the man. Wait, the man of the man. The man of the man. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think I tried to say like the man of all men. Of something the hour? Like that. Yeah, the we'll hour. say man of the hour because that's about all we got. I think Anthony Sanchez is the man of the hour. All right. Well, yo, speaking of Anthony, he's now officially a part of the podcast. <gasps> For this episode, well, at least. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not introducing a formal member. Yeah, well, he's officially part of this episode, this segment, this third segment. Segment three? I think it's going to be one of the, actually, I feel like it's the most interesting of the three that we've had so far. Wait, should we let Anthony talk first? Just hello. Hi. Hey, what's up? What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> Just introduce <laughs> yourself. Who are you? Who are you? Uh, my name is Anthony Marcos Ramos Sanchez, the first. Oh. Yes, Ooh. I know. So good. Ooh. I had to show that Puerto Rican self, yes. Ra, uh, this guy. Gratatatata. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to Sound Advice, Anthony. Yeah. What's up? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yes, we're, we're happy to have you. Yeah, we are very happy to have you. Took us a whole year. True. All right. Well, we'll ask you first since you're the guest. Okay. But our third segment is our two cents on deal breakers in relationships. So Ooh. these are things that we we would not want in a relationship. And so if we were to hear that our potential partner was doing this or had this quality, we would say, okay, you know, this is over. So let's ask you first. Uh, what is one thing that you can think of that would be just a straight up deal breaker? In a relationship, do you have any? Mm, this is a this is a tough question. <laughs> well, I know you got one. It, it, like for example, it could be like anything they're into, like even like shows or movies or like hobbies. It could be like pet peeves. It could be stuff on morals. You know. I feel whatever. like if it's like a deal breaker, mm-hmm. a deal breaker is for me is really like if it's like it's a relationship. It's like between like two people like really unless you're into that other stuff but unless you're into that little, <laughs> little like freaky stuff. yeah so if there's someone else in the picture that that's that would be a deal breaker for me so if like cheating is a really cheating, big like yeah. deal breaker okay yeah that's yeah that's reasonable that's a solid one <laughs> that, that's yeah i can definitely agree with that but I some mean. people it's not which is crazy to me right like i feel like if anybody cheat on me i would just be like bye same here's the hard part for me is i mean in theory i totally agree with it but then, I mean, I feel like in the moment, 
it's just it's just harder to to say that you know just i feel as though if i was to be cheated on and you know and i'm let's say you know i'm really in love with this person you know it, it would just be hard for me to to just be like all right this is done you know i'd i'd want to end it or i'd want to you know be upset at least but i mean i don't know i'm not saying i would stay with them no, but, but I'm just I, saying it would be hard. Yeah, like it's. I feel like people think it's like, oh, you should just leave them, of course. Which I agree, but also like, there's a lot of emotions attached to it. Yeah. Like you've been with this person probably potentially for a long time, and you half of you doesn't want to believe that they would ever do this to you. Like, and it's like someone that loved you is now like doesn't care enough about you enough that they would do that. It's like totally they should leave someone, but it's like it has to be really hard. I'm sure. Yeah, it's just the issue is that love is irrational, and then it's illogical. So. It's hard to make a logical decision when you're caught up in something illogical. I get that, and I agree, but I also feel like if you were super committed to this person, that would only make it worse when they did cheat, as opposed to, like, a fling or somebody, like, cheating on you. Like, yeah. that I could be like, okay, but, like, if it's, like, somebody who I, like, love, and they cheated on me, I would just be, like, devastated, and I don't think I could be with that person. Yeah, because then I feel like it's more on the, like, that, like, you could be in love with that person, but it's obvious that, like, the other person isn't really, like... As invested in you mm-hmm. if they're doing something like that. Respect. Yeah. All right, I feel you. Yeah. So cheating is one. <laughs> Kelsey, what about you? What's a deal breaker? God, this is stupid, but the other day I tweeted that um, like the biggest deal breaker in any relationship should be liking the show The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and this I hold guy. by that. What? I hold by that. Like that show is terrible, and if you like it, you're That's awful. silly to me. <laughs> it is silly. It's yeah, but So you're telling me, you know. It's awful. Who's a celebrity that you really like? Uh, I don't know. Who do I like? Let's say Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, sure. <laughs> the Rock. You like The Rock? The Rock's, he, he looks nice. Oh, he's a he's a handsome she fella, ain't he? Oh, yeah. Don't lie. Yeah, he, and he has a shining personality. And that shiny forehead. You right. <laughs> Yo, but, uh, yeah, let's say The Rock, uh-huh. you okay. know, is trying to holler at Kelsey Boner. And he right? likes The Big Bang Theory. And he loves The Big Bang Theory. He comes uh-huh. over, he's like, yo, what's up, girl? You trying Netflix and chill? And then he turns on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I could not. Oh my God, the Rock wants to watch scenario. Big Bang Theory. That is such an amazing scenario. What you gonna say? Get out? Nah, he got good taste. I mean, I, I would maybe use him, but I would not date him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Because you don't just let go of The Rock. We're learning things about people in this episode. <laughs> hey, I respect that. I, I honestly respect that. I mean, I don't even blame you. I can't even lie. I, can't, I don't. I mean, if The Rock did the same thing to you, I don't. Yeah, even if it like... did to me, I'd be like, yeah, what's up, Rock? Yeah, what's all good, bro? What's up, Dwayne? <laughs> yeah, call him on that first name basis. My boy, Dwayne. Um, but that's a silly one. I don't know. What about you, Kirsten? No, no, no. You got to come up with a real one. A real one? I mean, I have other ones here. Like, I feel like uh, I had this conversation the other day, like clinginess or like possessiveness. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't know. To like, if it's to a like a small degree of like jealousy. Like, if you're like kind of being flirty with somebody and your significant other gets like a little jealous, like that's that's okay. Like, because it's kind of like they want to be with you. That's like nice. But if every second of, like, every day they were, like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you with? And they, like, cared. Like, they wouldn't let you see your friends or something. Like, that's just ordering abuse. And that would be a definite deal breaker. Yeah, I don't think you could even say with clinginess. That's just, like... Obsessiveness? Yeah. Obsessiveness and also com- controlling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people that. like that. But it's hard if you're in the relationship because you can't even tell a lot of the times. You're just, like... Or you feel like, oh, I've lost all my friends. This is the only person I have left. Kind of thing. I mean, I guess this is, you know, a tangent. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to get back on track. But just real quick. So if you're in a relationship, I'd say do not lose your friends because the relationship. Keep your friends. There's no reason for you to ditch your friends because of your lover. I agree. You know, if your Mm -hmm. lover don't like your friends, yo, 
I mean, I don't think it's going to work out. So that's just my personal opinion. And it's just more fun if, like, the person you're with is friends with your friends and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Because then you just make a bigger friend group and stuff. Like, it should be fun and open like that. It shouldn't be, like, this competition for time. Yeah, and, like, I feel like people need to stop seeing relationships as, like, a lockdown. Like, you're not getting locked down, even though, like, you're, I guess, technically, you know, settling down. But, like, it's not like you're locked down. Like, you're still having fun, but, like, you know, you're just seeing one person. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's, like, really important that, like, people... Or, like, in a relationship, you just both, like, understand that, like, you have your own lives and your own goals going on, too. Mm -hmm. It's just really important that, like, in a relationship, you should be helping each other out, like, in the process. That's, yeah. Yeah, like, help each other out. Don't, like, compete against each other or um, get mad at each other for hanging out with other people. I think that's the best thing to say is you should help be helping each other. Yeah. And amen. But anyway, back on track. (laughs) Um, I think one of my pet peeves would be, um, or not pet peeves, one of my... uh, Deal breakers. breakers. Deal breakers. It's, I feel like it's a little stronger than pet peeve, you know? So one of my deal breakers would probably be um, if Shawty is doing, like, I'm talking hard drugs, <laughs> you know? It's one thing if you're doing, you know, NyQuil. NyQuil. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you're taking NyQuil, you can't sleep or something. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, if you're, like, on the needle or, like, you're doing heroin, yeah. you know, you're doing cocaine, look, I mean, it's this ain't going to work. All right, girl? Like, I like you, but... Your life is just going down the drain. Definitely. I agree. So if you're doing some heavy drugs, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, Not marijuana, I, I feel I feel kind of weird about it because, I mean, it's recreational and, I mean, it's becoming less of a stigma every day. But, I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't do it, so I, I, I can't really relate to you for doing it. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't really care. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm more indifferent to that. But, I mean, if you're doing straight up, you know, crack cocaine, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to have to holler at somebody else, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> does, um, like, even, like, smoking cigarettes, like, does that bother you at all? Is that, like, a yeah, deal breaker? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a bummer for me. Uh, yeah. That's a deal breaker. Like, just because, first off, secondhand smoke is so bad for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter how much I like you, you know, I don't like cigarette smoke. So I'm not going to be want to be around you, like, when you're smoking. So, I mean, yeah, cigs just are not good for you. They're not good for me. They're not good for us. What about... Like other people, who do you guys feel about that? What do you mean? Like you and Anthony. About smoking? Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because we have a friend who started dating this girl, and beforehand he thought smoking was like the ultimate deal breaker. But this girl he started seeing like was a smoker. Um, and, and he, he like, dropped everything. No, like he he decided to like keep with it because he was like, okay, like I'm gonna help this person get better and stop smoking, which like I think is a admirable thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I wouldn't want to date a smoker. Like, I just think it's very unhealthy. And, like, it's a really bad habit. And I think even people smoking know it's a bad habit. But if you can kind of, like, help wean them off, I think that would be a nice thing to do. Yeah, I think, like, it, yeah, I don't think it's a deal breaker for me either just because I think it's something that people can change. And if mm-hmm. I see, like, because a lot of times, too, if you kind of start a relationship, you don't even know this person smokes, and then it's because they, like, don't do it in public or yeah. something like that. Or they just are very good at hiding, which a lot of people are. Um, you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, if you don't want to break up with them just because of that, just, like, talk to them about, like, do you plan to stop? Like, and if they don't plan to stop and it's a part of their lifestyle, then that could be a different story. But if they do plan to stop, you can, like Kelsey said, help them out. Or, um, I don't know, just talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. I think, like, for me personally, it's not, like, a huge, huge deal breaker thing. Yeah. Because I feel like it can be reversed. What about you, Anthony? I'm smoking. 
Yeah. <laughs> and quit smoking is just one of those things where I'm like, why are you spending money on this? Yeah. Hey, like, true. we could be spending money together, <laughs> like, on each other. Hey. So it's just one of those things where I'd be like, eh, like, I'm not comfortable with it and cool with it. And I don't like the whole, like, I'm going to fix you mentality with yeah. relationships. It's just more of, like, being open and honest and saying, like, yo, like, don't do that. True. Okay. Respect. But also, like, not just um, helping them through something, but, like, if they're, like, oh, I've been trying to stop and you also don't like smoking, then I really want to stop kind of thing. Like, if something mm-hmm. comes into their life that, like, promotes them even more to stop smoking, I think that's a good thing. Give them yeah. mm-hmm. motivation. Um, be your motivation that's exactly what i was thinking about <laughs> excuse me um it's interesting like stuff with addiction like that like there's a lot of people who drink like very heavily yeah and that to me is kind of a deal breaker just because i've had like so much experience with like alcoholics and everything and i really don't like people who just like come home drunk or something and that's funny too because people look at smoking as like some people look at it as like worse than drinking yeah and like okay maybe for health but like drinking is not good for you at all it's like really it's like poisoning yourself i'm not saying don't if you yeah. want to but like i feel like it's so promoted as like this fun thing which you know but like it can really turn bad really quickly yeah. and i don't think it's wrong to drink but i think if you're getting drunk on a consistent basis that's very bad for even like you and people around you mm-hmm. yeah like the thing about drinking is that in comparison to smoking smoking is bad for your health so but drinking is also bad for your health <laughs> And you could, I guess, lose your your sense of judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're getting unhealthy or you're losing your health, however you want to put it. And you're, I guess, risking yourself to, to things that can happen to you because you're losing your judgment. Right. So, you know, you get behind the wheel of a car after you smoke the cigarette. I mean, you know, you're that much unhealthier, but you can still operate a car. Right. But, you know, you do that after drinking, you know, your liver's messed up and you can't drive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a double whammy. Um, but at the same time, I'd say I'm more willing to, just from like, I guess a, a physical standpoint, I'm more willing to get with somebody who's a heavy drinker than a heavy smoker. It's interesting. Hmm. Just because, I mean, to me, like drinking is just, even though it's bad and it has terrible effects, I mean, I, I'm just, I just don't like smoking. Like, I just don't like the yeah. smell of smoke. So I wouldn't want to be around that person. Like, I'm more willing to be around the smell of alcohol than the smell of smoke. True. All right. Um, I have not said mine yet. Yeah, what's yours? And I've been thinking about mm-hmm. it. But um, I feel like for me, it would be just someone that like genuinely just doesn't have goals or like motivation. I feel that. To like, especially at the age where we're at now, yeah. I feel like it'd be so like just sad and difficult to be with someone who's not ambitious or like if you don't have to know what you're doing through life because I totally feel that. But just like people that just don't have like day to day goals or um motivation you know what i mean like to get up or to like i don't know just to have some sort of like oh maybe i'll want to do this in the future or i'm looking forward to doing this because um i think it would just be hard to be with someone that like, doesn't want to do stuff or like say you plan something and they're just like eh, i don't care i guess someone that's just like apathetic i guess no goals excellent vocabulary <laughs> apathetic um yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. It depends on, I think, the situation. Like, they could be in, like, a rut or something, and I get that, and whatever. Um, Man, Kelsey coming in with the vocabulary, too. What's up? A rut? A <laughs> rut. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, if you're supporting somebody and they won't, like, work, then I'm like, okay, yeah, bye. Like, I don't believe in 
kind of dragging somebody along who just wants to be dragged. But I think... <laughs> drag them. <laughs> drag them. But I don't know. It, like, there's a weird difference between, like, laziness, I guess, and just being introverted? I don't know. I don't know what mm, No, I don't... It's not introverted. It's, like... I don't know. Say you are been together for a while, and you're just like, okay, so, like, where would you possibly want to live in the future? Like, mm-hmm. as... Uh, together. And they're just like, oh, I don't care. Okay, so, like, you know long-term I mean? goals. Like, also. yeah, like, long-term goals for their life and just for their well-being. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't care or, um, I guess, yeah, I guess it's hard for me to explain. Like, I guess this kind of doesn't make sense. But, like, for your future together, they genuinely have no input or they don't care or they, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. Like, I get what you're saying. But, yeah. It depends on what the person would be like, I guess. I mean, I feel what you're saying. I'd say I can agree with that just because motivation I mean, motivation inspires motivation. So, you know, you being motivated inspires me to be more motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, we just all kind of want to push each other mm-hmm. to, for greatness, you know? And so if I'm the only one that's motivated and then the partner is unmotivated, I might be motivating her, but then she's not motivating me. Yeah, then, that's what, I, like, the return of it. Because, like, if you're motivating them and they're not helping you out or they're, um, like, what Anthony said, like, you're trying to help each other out, and if mm-hmm. that person just isn't giving anything back, I feel like that would just suck. Yeah. I know, Anthony, like, you're the most ambitious person in the world. <laughs> um, so how do you feel about this? Um, I'm very achiever. <laughs> and to be honest, I find it, like, when I'm with someone and they're, like, really driven and motivated and really, like, goal-seeking, I find that to be one of the most sexy qualities about them, that they're just, like, really just, like, eager to be, like, doing stuff. And it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh – I'm that way. I want someone else who's like that way mm-hmm. too. But I don't know. I think that is the best quality like in a person. Yeah. But, but what if like what if somebody was very content in life? Like they already had a lot of money. They achieved mm-hmm. what they thought was success and now they were just content to like live in peace and do like nothing for the rest of their life. Like how would you feel about that? I mean if you're, like, in a good place in life, mm-hmm. you can still always be, like, doing things or always improving yourself in some way. I guess. Because it doesn't have to be, like, I'm going to go, like, crazy and <laughs> go somewhere, like, whatever. It can be, like, little things every day where it's, like, I, I'm actually really interested in, like, going to this, like, dance thing. Or I want to go and, like, see a show or something. Like, it can still just be things where it's, like, they want to be, like, doing new things or trying new stuff, too. Like, positive things. Right. So, like, I still see that as, like, a very, like, achieving thing. I feel like, too, what Anthony's saying is, like, you can be very content in life, and that's fine, but, like, still enjoying the things you do and still being motivated to do them Mm -hmm. um, and not just – and just enjoy, like, what you're doing if you don't want to keep going with stuff and just, like, putting your effort into what you're you're doing already. I get that now. Um, About goals, like, what if they do have goals, but they're, like, the opposite of yours? Mm. Like, somebody was saying earlier, like, what if somebody wanted kids and you didn't want kids, like – would that be a deal breaker in a relationship? I mean, yeah. For you personally? I mean, you can't agree on that at all, ever. Like, if you want kids and they don't, like, there's no agreement on that. I guess. Unless you're, one of you is going to give up completely your mm-hmm. whole idea. So I think that's always going to be a deal breaker for people. True. Because, like, you're going to fight about it until, you know, I don't know. Because yeah. if you're going to give in, you're still going to be unhappy about it. True. Yeah, I think it's also one of those things where, like, you like your partner might be like oh i don't want kids like right now yeah and i'm like oh yeah i totally feel you like it's it's points to talk about mm-hmm. where i don't know if it would necessarily like be 
be a deal breaker for me though like yeah. if it was 100 percent adamant i would be like because mm, i love kids like i want True. kids but i don't know it's just something i would really want to talk about with my partner but i think too you like with the whole kid situation i feel like that's usually very strong and the people that don't want kids really don't want kids mm-hmm. and i feel like we have to think about our age groups too like if you're saying it now it'll be different than like 10 years like if you're 27 and you still really don't i don't know 30 you still really don't want kids like that's an issue because yeah. if someone else really does want them like your whole life's affected if you thought you're you dreamt of having kids your whole life and that's the interesting part because i feel as though everyone's dreamt of having kids you know i feel like everybody has um you know just been at that stage where they say hey you know eventually i'm gonna have a kid i feel like it's just second nature to almost it's everyone. like drilled into us too yeah that we're all just gonna have a kid eventually so I can see why that would be a huge problem. And, I mean, I feel like you hit it on the nail, Kirsten, when you said uh, that if someone is, like, adamant about not having kids and then the other person is also adamant about having kids, I mean, that'll just never be resolved. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you just both don't have kids or whether you both have kids, I mean, one of you is compromising, I mean, extremely to a point where, you know, you're going to be unhappy. Right, right. Because, I mean, it's a it's a global well, – not a global. It's a lifetime decision. So it's going to affect you for forever. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, you know, if you have a kid and you're not trying to have a kid, I mean, that kid's going to be with you for the rest of your life. I mean, that's a decision that you didn't want. I mean, and that's just horrible. I've heard so many bad stories of people like they didn't want kids, but they gave into their wife or husband to make them happy. And then they just like don't regret it, but really wish they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's a scary thing like you really should not give in to something like that i mean i feel like regret's a good word i mean even if you of course you know you love the kid i mean it's not like you hate your kid yeah but at the same time if you didn't want one i mean exactly you're gonna regret the decision just it's just what it is not to keep this going but like what if it was not kids like what if it was something else like what if somebody wanted to live in like siberia and you were like i'm gonna go live in like cali or something like would you want to make it work long distance like if you were really committed to this person or would you be like bye well, Kirsten brought this up in a couple uh, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about how long distance relationships can work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like you were you hit the head on that one too. Um, you were pretty much saying, "Hey, if we don't have the same eventual end goal of trying to stay together and living together, mm-hmm. then you know what's the point?" So if you're really out here trying to live in you know Alaska in a igloo, <laughs> and I'm out here trying to live in you know South Florida, I mean, chances are it's not going to work out. Yeah, I mean, of course we can compromise, but, you know. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, like, you, I, I kind of am, am in the feeling that you can't do long distance forever um, for it to be, like, what you always want it to be. So, but, like, for me, location, I'm not really, like, 100% on any place. Like, I don't have this huge need to, like, live anywhere specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, very open to living kind of anywhere and just, like, experiencing new places. So, I think I would, like... I mean, not Siberia, but I would be very open to living in just somewhere just not random, but like maybe I didn't think about it before, but I look into it and it looks nice or something. I feel you. It's going to be flexible, but yeah, I can see, like I think Marcus put it nicely when it's like, if you don't have the same end goal, no matter what it is, like kids or living situations Mm -hmm. or whatever, then it's probably not the best thing to pursue. Right. Because then you'll eventually, even if you pursue it, you deep down, like, you know, you're not as happy as you could be. Right. So, uh, should we quickly do the question of the week? We should. All right. We're running a little long here, but we have a question submitted by an anonymous listener. Thank you for the question. Uh, and the question is, is it weird or creepy to approach a person you've never met and ask for their phone number? 
Okay. Thoughts? Mm. I say we throw this over to our special guest. Oh, no. Anthony? Anthony? What you got to say about that, man? It, uh... <laughs> is it weird creepy? Wait, I mean, first let me ask this question. Um, is this a person, I guess, that you're kind of attractive to? Oh, you know, yeah. You're attracted to? Like, so you're is this to... scenario like you're at you're out somewhere at a bar or whatever? It's just a stranger you've never met. Like it could be like at the grocery store or it could be like at a bar. We can change it up. But I'm just saying like you're not just randomly asking for someone's number. There's like a reason behind it. Like you're attracted to them. That's basically the okay. intonation. Yeah, the reason is you trying to holler. Yeah, because why else would you ask for Hello. Hey, can I call you about life insurance? <laughs> like, yeah, let me make, let me make a call real quick. Ask you about Geico. Hello. But yeah. But yeah, Tony, what you yeah. think, man? I feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, if someone came up to me and like did that, I'd be like, oh well, I'm flattered, but yeah. nah. <laughs> Unless I'm like genuinely interested too. Like I feel like go for it. To be honest, mm. like if you see someone, you're just like, oh, I I think I could be with this person. Eh, just get some courage and go and do it. Beautiful. <laughs> See, Beautiful. I think, like, there's too many scenarios where, like, they ask for your number and you immediately know you're never going to talk to them or, like, you're going to give a fake one. So you have to be, I don't think it's weird, but it can come off as creepy a lot of time. Not creepy, but, like, annoying. Like, if someone else did it to you. As, um, I think as, like, females. Yeah. If you're, like, alone especially and, like, a guy comes up to you. Like, if you're not, like, sitting at the bar, like, waiting to be talked to or something. Like, if you're just walking along, minding your own business, and somebody, like, comes up to you, it can be very creepy and very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be careful about that. Like, don't be very forceful. Like, I have this one story. I was at the movie theater. I was back in, like, high school. And this guy, who was, like, an older guy, like, he followed me out of the movie theater. Like, he had been talking to me kind of the whole time. And I was like, uh, hey, buddy. Um, but he, like, followed me to my car. This was, like, oh, at no, nighttime. No, 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 no. And he was like, hey, can I have your number? Like, do you want to get a drink with me? And he asked me my age. And I was, like, probably, like, 16. Like, you know I'm 14, right? No, I was like, I'm 20. And he was like, oh, so you can't have a drink because you're not 21. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you. I didn't even think of that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> this girl, man. <laughs> but... He was like, okay, but can I get your number? And he was like, how tall are you? And he kept asking these really creepy questions. And I'm sure this is a creepy guy. And our anonymous viewer is probably not. But <laughs> you just got to be careful about how you come across because some women will fear for their life. I feel you. And I just think, like, it's not like an, like, if you, especially if it's like you haven't talked to them at all, you just think they're attractive and you're like, yeah. can I have your number? Like, that's annoying. I'm not going to yeah. text you. Or vice versa, like, I'm not going to talk to you through phone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, mm -hmm. Kirsten. That's so, exactly what I was going to say. But you should, like, meet, like, if you talk to me, have a really nice conversation, and you, like, enjoy each other's company, like, hey, let me have your number. We True. can, like, meet up again. So I think you should approach it that way of, like, talk in person first before you think you can just go straight to, like, texting or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel as though, I mean, even if, you know, let's say I was in the situation where, you know, some girl comes up to me and asks me for my number. I mean, unless she's just straight up stunning, I mean, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't, you know, be down for it unless, like, we had a conversation and we hit it off, you know? I, I'm okay with giving you my number then, even if, you know, it's only been, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's just, I enjoyed talking to you, so I'm definitely down to, you know, give yeah. you the media in which I conversate, you know? I'm down <laughs> to do that, you know? But if she just comes up to me, like I said, unless she's just straight up gorgeous, I'm not just going to be like, yeah, sure, you can have my number. It'll just be awkward. It's just really awkward. What you know, what am I going to talk to you about? Yeah, right? What I think is interesting is I feel like it used to be this huge deal to, like, give someone your actual number because it's, like, either part of your house, like, it's your house phone, or people think you can, like, learn a lot of information about you just from your phone number. But nowadays it's, like, a very loose thing. Mm -hmm. 
like like your Facebook or your phone number. They're kind of to me at least it's like very loose. Like because I could give you, I could give you my number, but like I can block you or like you can't really find me from it. So I feel like it's like easier thing to do. It's interesting it's though that you deal. said that. I feel as though it's kind of still the same way it used to be, just because you know, I mean, I feel as though the phone number. I feel like people don't give you the phone number if they don't want to talk to you. So, because there have been several times where, you know, I will talk to somebody and then they'll be like, hey, like, how can I continue talking to you when we're not in person? You know, like, can I get your number? And they'll make, they'll say, you know, either sure or they'll say, you can get my Snapchat or you can get my, my Instagram, I get, my yeah, Facebook, you I know get what I'm that, saying? Yeah. Like, if they give you that, then chances are like, you know, they're trying to be nice without saying, hey, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, if they give you the number, I feel as though it's still a little more, it's a little more intimate and that's it's a, a little point. more, yeah, so... See, that's interesting. Sorry to cut you off. Um, like, no, that's all good. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, you guys were saying it's weird if it's based, like, on physical attraction alone. But I was going to say, like, stuff like Tinder is very much like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess also when you're on Tinder, like, if they even, like, text your phone, like you said, like, they find your phone number. It's still, like, this other level of, like, it's too personal almost. And it's like, I don't know you that well. Like, I guess it's kind of similar how yeah, people don't yeah. want to give their number in general. And the thing about Tinder is, like, Tinder's a strange atmosphere. Me and my, my roommates were talking about it recently. But, yeah, Tinder is a strange atmosphere because, I mean, you're you're looking at somebody based, you know, solely off of their looks and whatever they have in their bio, which chances are, I mean, it's either boring or it's just outrageous to make you interested in the person, right. you know? But besides that, until you actually start to talk to them, you know, you're you're pretty much saying yay or nay just because of how they look. And I mean that's not really a problem. I mean that's just that's just what it is. That's how the the app works. But that's kind of what you're doing if you're asking for a phone number, right? Yeah, essentially that's yeah. what you're doing. Essentially that's what you're doing. It's like real life Tinder. Yeah. And I guess it's a little scarier because you know, you know, it's real human yeah. interaction. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's generally the same concept. True. So uh, I guess creepy or not, I guess uh, it just depends how you come across. Depends how you come yeah. across. And I feel as though, I mean, regardless, one hundred percent. If you're just gonna walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, give me your number," like you're beautiful, <laughs> you know, Ooh. like you're beautiful. Okay, yeah, you're creepy, dude. You're creepy. Yeah. So I guess like what you guys are saying, like have a conversation, uh, but also like Anthony said, like just go for it if you're feeling confident. Like don't be scared to do it just because we're like, oh, you're gonna murder us. Like, like just don't be weird about it, and it won't be weird to us. Hey. And on that note. I think uh, that wraps episode one of season two. Man, well, yo, let's give Woo. a round of applause once again. Thank you, Anthony, <laughs> I am for not being. Including round of applause. <laughs> Please do. Oh man, well, thank you, Anthony, for being a, yeah, a thanks, special Anthony. guest on our podcast for today. Yeah, it's so nice to be here. You were great. Yeah, you're awesome, man. <laughs> well, and with that, I guess we're off, right? So we're off. We are I'm Marcus. Off. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kirsten. I'm Anthony. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this yo, advice. you are such a natural, man. For real. Thank you, guys. Peace. See you next week. See Bye. Ya. Bye.